Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchi and my co-host as usual, Brian Johnson. What's up, Charch? Great to talk to you. you we teased this subject at the end of the show last week, and that is sophomores that we think are going to improve potentially dramatically over last year. So yeah. these are these are not the this is not Justin Jefferson, although I think he's going to improve as well. But these are the guys who under kind of underperformed last year and we mm-hmm. think can have a much better second year. Super yep. sophomores, if you will. Before we dive into these guys, let me mention this. Guillotine Leagues are live at guillotineleagues.com. If you haven't already heard about Guillotine Leagues, the premise is you start the season with 18 players. Every week, the low-scoring team gets cut. All their players go to the waiver wire, and pandemonium ensues as a bidding frenzy takes hold for those guys. Yes, 18 teams, because we're still getting used to the 17-week regular season. 18-week uh, regular season. Well, uh, 17 games. 17-game regular season, yeah. So it's... um. Yeah, it's it's tons of fun. We encourage you to check it out. Uh, you can get private league support for for this if uh, if you've got seventeen friends who want to play, and if you don't, we've got contests you can join at uh, all the major price points for depending on what kind of prizing you want to play for. GuillotineLeagues.com. All right, second year rookies. So last year was a tough year to be a rookie, Brian. No OTAs, no rookie camps, no mini camps, no training camp, no preseason games. I mean, all those things working against that rookie class last year. They had the Zoom meetings in place of in-person meetings. I mean, just 
every almost everything outside of like injury that could befall a class of rookies happened. And for some guys, it didn't matter. Justin Jefferson was great last year. He was, you know, he was, and Justin Herbert was great. And there were, there were guys that didn't matter. But for many, there's every reason to think they'll make a big jump in year two with the benefit of a season under their belt and a full offseason program. And now some of these guys we'll talk about didn't necessarily struggle, but when you just look at their full season, you know, the landscape of their production from last season, it doesn't tell the whole story of uh, the, how big a jump they could make this year. I like it. Um, almost every highly drafted second year player has got room for improvement. Most players do get better in the second year. The one I'll say the one thing they had going for them last year, you, you had you, all, all the, the detractors, mm -hmm. We still didn't have the fans in the stands to tell them how much they were struggling. How bad they yeah. were. Yeah. For the, for the <laughs> they were, they were part, getting yeah. booed by their own home fans. Depends how yeah. south of the Mason-Dixon line you were. Mason-Dixon <laughs> line you were, but uh, yeah. Um, so most of them, I, I don't think there's any need to say for any of these guys, Brian, you know, there's room for them to get better in year two. There's room for all these guys to get better in year yep. two, but we're going to give build a case for about like 15 guys here that we think all have the have the potential to take a big step up in year two. Okay, I'll go first with a rookie that I think has got uh, a lot of room for improvement and can can get better in year two. That is Gabriel Davis, Buffalo wide receiver. His current ADP is round twelve, wide receiver sixty. So you know you're you're going to get him at a at a real value. And I like to he took a big jump over Buffalo's bye week in week eleven. Right. Coming out of the bye, his snaps per game jumped by twenty one, and that helped. With injuries to John Brown, who's gone now, yeah, he's gone. Yep. and Cole Beasley, who's somewhat healthy. Yeah, but Beasley's a slot guy, yeah, and right. I don't think that'll affect him a lot here. After the bye week, his targets for Gabriel Davis jumped from three per game to five per game. His yards doubled from 28 per game to 54 per game. His touchdowns per game doubled from .3 to .7. .7 touchdowns per game is a ton touchdown year. That's a double-digit touchdown season that Gabriel Davis was posting from week to, uh, week 12 forward. He was the starter in every Buffalo game after the bye. And his average line for Gabriel Davis, again, after the bye, three catches, 54 yards, and at the .7 touchdowns I mentioned, that was good enough for... He was wide receiver 30 after the bye as a rookie. For the air it, attack Buffalo Bills. For the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> a yep. team that passes all the time. Um, there are really no blockers to starting time. I mean, there's Stefan Diggs who's going to be a starter, and it's going to be him. Emmanuel Sanders at all? Nope. Sanders right. will be a you know Sanders will be in the in the mix, but you, no way you, are they giving him, reps. No you, way are they giving him that an aging journeyman veteran. So you reps him in over Davis decomposing corpse territory. I do. Emmanuel Sanders. I do. I, I think he's going to be a guy when you need 11 yards yeah. and you need somebody to just catch the ball that you throw to him. That's going to be that is going to be Emmanuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis. So he's my first guy. Who is your your second year sophomore that you think can do uh, can do better next year? Well, I got no quarterbacks. It might have been Jordan Love, but Aaron Rodgers is still in town, so nothing to mention count. at the, at the no. quarterback position. And sadly, I'm not going to mention Jalen Rieger. And the Eagles might want me to, but I don't see a, a, a jump from Rieger. It could be a decline, as sad as that may be. So mm -hmm. the first guy I want to talk about is Brandon Ayuk of the 49ers, who. Mm -hmm is already getting drafted as a top 25 wide receiver. He's going right in the Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, uh, Jamar Chase, who was a rookie uh, range, but which is justified. But if he can replicate his epic six-game stretch he had last year, starting in like week six or seven, where he totaled 
or I'm sorry, averaged 11 targets, seven and a half catches, 94 yards per game. He Dang. had four touchdowns. And that's massive. During that span with Jimmy Garoppolo and... Yeah, variety. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, cast, of, cast yeah. of characters. Cast C.J. Beathard and, yes. So people are expecting the leap. He's getting drafted as a wide receiver, too, but... Have that. I mean, there's competition, of course. Debo Samuel's there, George Kittle, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Garoppolo, rookie Trey Lance at quarterback. But still, he's going to make that leap. But he could go beyond bottom tier wide receiver two to top tier wide receiver two, lower tier wide receiver one territory pretty easily. I, I think he he's could. He's got too. that. And if you watch the play, he's a freak of nature, like all across the board. And very different from Debo Samuel. Debo yeah. Samuel is yard after catch guy. You throw to you throw a bubble screen to him. He's so strong. He'll break a tackle and get you some yards. Ayuk is your big play, splashy downfield receiver. And Trey Lance has a cannon. Mm-hmm. I love the potential of that connection for years to come. I hope we see Trey Lance sooner than later. That's all. I, I hope we see him when the time is right. Good, good and that's point. an offense. That, that's Agreed. an offensive system that I, I think they'll get that right. The next sophomore I want to talk about is Buffalo running back Zach Moss. Current ADP is round nine, running back forty-two, and you get the lead back for an NFL team. Last year he was a bust, and that hurt me grievously because I had championed his cause, and I, I was mostly wrong. Nearly as big a bobo as you are for Zach Moss. Um, the reasons he was a bust last year were opportunity and losing rushing touchdowns to his quarterback. Uh, The team barely ran at all last year, and Zach Moss only averaged eight rushes per game. Buffalo threw 75% of the time at minimum. It wasn't quite that, but they were... were, Yeah, actually, Hold on. You got it? No, go. I I might have it in my notes here. Um, He never had more than 14 touches in any game, Zach Moss. So opportunity really hurt him. Buffalo didn't draft a running back which suggests that they are confident in his improvement. And remember, he set every meaningful Utah rushing record. Zach Moss did. Built to score touchdowns at 230 pounds, but Josh Allen ran the ball 11 times from inside the five. 11. Only Cam Newton, among uh, quarterbacks, had more rushing attempts inside the five than Josh Allen did. But eventually, almost all quarterbacks stop running the ball. It's part of the progression of keeping your your quarterback upright, and maybe that'll happen this year with Allen, and maybe they'll start dialing back some of that running. And then there's Devin Singletary, who just isn't a very good runner, and they could phase him out of the running game in particular almost entirely. So if you believe Moss gets better, you think that Josh Allen's not going to run the ball 11 times inside the five. If you think Devin Singletary's not that good, there's your window for Zach Moss to improve on his current ADP. Running I back really 42. hope you're right. And I'm right there with you. And yeah. I was a little high. It's about I'm going to guess it's about 68 percent for Buffalo. It was 62 on the season, but the last five games it was 70 percent. Oh, all right. Which is incredibly high for any team, especially Buffalo over the past 10 years, right? Correct. Okay, Brian, who is your next sophomore? I'm going with the uh, wide receiver of the Los Angeles Rams, Van Jefferson, who Ooh. they sunk a lot of draft capital into. They did. Uh, 57th and they jet- overall pick. 57th overall pick. Year, and they jettisoned half. Josh Reynolds, which is fairly significant here. And they signed Deshaun Jackson, which yeah. um, I'm assuming he's in a walking boot already. So I'm going to call Jefferson the wide receiver three right now, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and an injury to the big two, Robert Woods or Cooper Cup, opens up a huge door of opportunity for Jefferson on an offense that is upgraded significantly with Matthew Stafford, now the quarterback, Mm -hmm. over Jared Goff. Now, Jefferson, 
who has good size, by the way, 6'2", 200-plus pounds, saw at least five targets in only four games last year. One was in the divisional round against Green Bay. But he had at least four catches in each game, and he caught six, including a touchdown in that playoff game against the Packers. So he's proven to be yeah. an able receiver uh, if given the volume. So, And again, he was a rookie last year. Not all wide receiver rookies pop off. Uh, right, most he, don't. He's got the pedigree, and right now in best, best ball redraft, he's going wide receiver 83 with Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Tyrell Williams and Amari Rodgers. You know, that's the Packers cast-offs. I love the upside for Van Jefferson at the Great discount angle. you get him at. So, yep. uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, Stafford is going to – I think the Rams are a sneaky Super Bowl team, yeah. and Stafford's going to make that offense much better. And Jefferson's a guy you might find in your dynasty rookie drafts who just got cast off after last year. A guy yeah, you Somebody's like going to drop – their yep. teams are going to drop him out. Depends how deep your yeah. league is, but definitely yep. – the next sophomore I want to talk about is Jets wide receiver Denzel Mims. His current ADP is the 14th round wide receiver 79. So he's in that same Van Jefferson range, Brian. Mm-hmm. You'll remember that Mims had a triple whammy last year. Like all rookies, he missed the whole preseason. Then he suffered a hamstring injury that cost him the first six weeks of the season. And then, of course, the third whammy, Adam Gase. When Mims did play, he started, but he wasn't terribly effective. He did not score a touchdown last year. Remember, he was the first pick of the second round of the deepest wide receiver draft in a generation. And he, he would have been the first wide receiver taken in some years' drafts in all probability. Tall and rangy with a massive catch radius, very fast. He'll be catching passes from Zach Wilson, who appears to be pretty NFL-ready, and Wilson throws a great deep ball, and that was much of Mims's success at Baylor. Um, it's a crowded wide receiver field right now. Corey Davis and Keelan Cole and Jamison Crowder. Um, but uh, Mims has got a pedigree that none of those guys really have. And so he's got to, he's got a ton of room to improve here. I, I I don't love Denzel Mims, and I think he'll I think this conversation might be better in 2022 than 2021, but this uh, he almost by default will get better this year. He has the potential to I think be the, the best wide receiver in this draft class in a few years. He's not going wow, to the best. Yeah, start. That would take I know. A lot. I know it's a crazy. Take a lot. I know it would. I know you it know, would. I know there's Justin Jefferson. I know. I know. But right. I, he, he's <laughs> Ceedee Lamb. He was not in good spot last year, and it's not, still a great spot. But skill well, set wise, I think if Zach Wilson is true. is requisite of the number two pick overall, then Denzel Mims can grow with him. Let me say one of the best. All right, that might be a little more small potential, a little more sane right okay. there. Okay, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we've got more sophomores we think can have a significant growth spurt this year. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. We're talking about sophomores that we think are in a position to have a far better season next year. I think if you're redraft or dynasty, this is a very salient conversation. I thought of the title of the show just now during the break. What's sophomore that? slump busters. I kind of like it. Sophomore slump. Let me write that down. Slump busters. Okay. So, done. That'll be the title of the show. I did it. All right. We've done it. Uh, Jaguars wide receiver LaVishka Chanel. Is it Chanel? It's Chanel. I found I, out. We've been calling him Chanel. I am at this day's it's old. Chanel. Yeah, wow. it, you're yeah, you're this moment old. Yeah. I'm learning. Wow. Lavishka Chano. Uh current ADP is the ninth round wide receiver forty. He gets a massive quarterback improvement going from the combination of Mike Lennon, Gardner Minshew, and Jake Luton. Remember him? Oh yeah. To Trevor Lawrence, the first player taken in the draft. He's Luton free now. <laughs> I love it. Uh you may have forgotten Lavishka Chano. Scored four times in the final five weeks of last year. From week twelve forward. LaVishka Chano was wide receiver 22 last year. He was a Chano stopper. Oh, that's pretty good, too. That's excellent. It's heating up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Keen, Keelan Cole, as I mentioned earlier, now with the Jets, stole a lot of his work from the slot last year. Cole's gone. He's gone. He leaves behind 534 snaps, Keelan Cole does. Chano's going to be on the field constantly. Remember, he was a second-round pick last year. He's a jack-of-all-trades type. Yep. They run him a bit. There's a lot to like about Lavishka Chanel, yeah, number two. He's very much a Curtis Samuel in the making, for sure. I think you're right. All right, who's your next sophomore slump buster? Now, a couple months ago, this guy was going to bust all the slumps because he was going to be the starting running back for the Packers, and that's A.J. <laughs> Dillon, because we all assumed right, right. Green Bay was going to let Aaron Jones walk after failing to let him run year right, after year, right. but they, they re-signed Jones, so... A little bit of a pullback on A.J. Dillon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one people, of those dynasty owners that was counting yeah. on that. But uh, regardless, he's a, he's an absolute monster, and it's not a one-trick pony, and this is going to run you over. He does have some wiggle. He can he catch the ball. He's got a lot of potential, and 
he figures to factor at the goal line this year at the very least. You'd hope so. And his he, size demands it. He didn't have a ton of opportunities last year, but if you really look into his <laughs> two carries inside, inside the five, the five? Yeah. he had nine yards. Okay. So he basically took every yard that was given to him in those two opportunities. <laughs> no one, and he scored on one of them. All right. Four carries for 16 yards inside the 10. So he's a force inside in the in the in the the gold zone, the infrared zone, whatever we call it. But Aaron Jones, clearly a blocker. I still think Dylan takes a significant leap from last year. They're still going to want to spell Jones at times, especially now that they paid him, right? Yeah. And uh, going, and, and as- they will. They always do. Jones is never a workhorse. Mm-hmm. And you know, with Jamal Williams gone, all that extra work's going to go to Dylan. Yeah, I'm with you. And right now, Dylan's lumped in. He's like RB thirty three ish. Right with Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Raheem Mostert, David Johnson, Kenyon Drake. Give me Dylan over those guys mm-hmm. all day long. Just based on, like, of course, one injury to Aaron Jones. And yeah, that's it. It's to the moon for uh, Dylan. So expect we're not going to get the production we were hoping for. Right. Most we're not going to get starters production. No, but but uh, he will see a significant increase in touches, one would hope. I think he's uh, A.J. Dillon shaping up as a flex-level running back this year. The player who has turned the most heads in Broncos OTAs, Jerry Judy. It's not Udy. It's not Udy. Okay. No, it's that's <laughs> Cheneau. Jerry Udy. <laughs> Jerry Jude Udy. I like it. Uh, current ADP is the eighth round. He's wide receiver thirty-seven. His solid rookie season, I think, has been overlooked by many. Brian. He had fifty-two catches, eight hundred fifty yards, and three touchdowns, despite really inconsistent quarterbacking in Denver. He was held back by drops. He had 12 drops last year. I saw, I, I don't have the exact stat, but he, he, a lot of his drops or incompletions were accounted to the court, to Drew Locke, essentially. They, they weren't really his fault. Like, they okay. were sort they of were drops, catchable, but they're but like, yeah, I would, I would not be surprised so, by that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a 60 40 chance Teddy Bridgewater's the starter. Mm-hmm. You know, Teddy has many deficiencies, which you know, longtime listeners know how I feel about it. But, he does catch a very he throws a very catchable short pass. And so there's there's that for Judy. Hopefully it'll be it'll be more accurate here. Um he'll also be helped, I think, by the return of Cortland Sutton, which will mean he will not need to carry so much of the burden of the receivers group and he will not he will not receive as much coverage because Cortland Sutton is on the field. Also, there's a chance Aaron Rodgers is throwing balls to Jerry Judy. Still a chance. That is that is possible here. Um remember he was a first round pick. He has got fantastic footwork, a great yard after catch at Alabama. So, yeah, uh, Jerry Judy is my next sophomore slump buster. Who is your next sophomore slump buster? We're going to the tight end position. It's uh, Ooh, like Cole it. Komet of the Chicago Bears, who mm. was the 43rd overall pick last year yeah, in the second round. High draft a, equity a, a right there. A lot of draft capital there. And, uh, the Bears were one of seven teams last year that got double-digit touchdowns from their tight ends. Mm. Yes, Jimmy Graham accounted for seven or eight of those, yeah. but and he's still on roster, but talk about decomposing corpses. Graham is decomposing more by the day. He's going to be goal-line package guy, most likely. Not going to factor between the 20s, which isn't great for commit. Well, Graham but, could get cut. 
They're, yeah, he's Give, definitely not guaranteed his salary to be on the roster. and age and everything else, yeah. They drafted him to be tight end of the future, for sure. Drafting him in the they second did. round at, yes. last year. And Chicago also top 12 in uh, mm-hmm. tight end catches last year. So there's a nice role for Komet uh, waiting this year. And there's an upgraded quarterback either way, whether it's Justin Fields or Andy Dalton over Mitch Trubisky or uh, yeah. Nick Foles. So Chicago utilizes their tight end. And uh, if I'm investedly heavy to uh, investably, uh, I if I'm invested heavily mm. at tight end, yes. like drafting a Travis Kelsey or Dalen, Darren Waller, uh, Komet's a guy I'm looking at. You're just going sit around, out. Sit uh, out. Yeah. Uh, tight end 18 right now. He's going right after your boy, Janu Janu, but he's mm-hmm. right there with Gronk and Austin Hooper. Uh, give me Komet's upside here. I, I like what we're going to see out of him in his year two. All right. My next sophomore slump buster is Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs. ADP is round 10, wide receiver 51. Remember, he was the first wide receiver taken in the draft two years ago, uh, and a disastrous season unfolded for him. Despite starting 12 games, he never caught more than three passes in a game, and he only scored two times. Do you remember either of his two touchdowns off the top of your head? The one was total BS to beat the Jets. At That's the, the exactly right. right. Remember you remember one. it. That's <laughs> right. It was the five seconds left on the clock. Like, just don't the let balls, him get behind you. That's the ball's all you on the 46-yard yeah. line. They have to go 46 yards to pat with a touchdown to score, and Greg Williams dials up a blitz. Dumbest call history of football, maybe, and... It ended up uh, it ended up being a disaster for the Jets. At the and that time, was it was the, one of the the Henry Ruggs touchdowns. At the time, it was one of the smartest though, right? Because they were probably still trying to lose undefeated at the time, right? Yeah. Not not undefeated, but unfe- but yeah. Then, yep. then they who who did they beat? That doesn't matter, but yeah. <laughs> so Ruggs walks in this year, and they've they basically let most you know, half of the receivers go. Tyrell Williams is gone. Nelson Aguilar is gone. So he's wide receiver one on this team. Listen to the other receivers on, on the Raiders. Zay Jones, Brian Edwards, who was somehow even worse than Ruggs last year, Hunter Renfro, who plays the slot, and John Brown. That's it. I mean, Ruggs, with his pedigree, he is wide receiver one on a team led by Derek Carr, who was shockingly productive last year. He threw 27 touchdowns and 4,100 yards. 27 touchdowns, are they're not all going to Darren Waller next year. So with that... If, if you think Derek Carr is going to be around that 27 touchdown range and you think Waller is going to count for 12 of them, right? We still have 15 unaccounted touchdowns that got to go somewhere. How about his number one wide receiver, it, Henry Ruggs? It better go to Ruggs. Again, drafted over Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, yeah. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I know. We we hated that. Uh, we hated we, that we, draft pick. The, <laughs> when it happened live, we did not like that draft nope. pick. Um, it was a mistake for sure, but Ruggs has got massive room for improvement and we'll have the opportunity, which is, which is half of it. Okay. Your next guy, another tight end. And you know, most rookie tight ends don't produce. So we look at them mm-hmm. in year two. Uh, hopefully Kyle Pitts breaks that mold. We won't go there right now. And it's, uh, Adam Troutman of the saints who mm-hmm. was a, a high, a high draft pick by new Orleans last year. The 105th overall pick. That's a third round pick. And, uh, Jared cook, he gone. Uh, Troutman, <laughs> Troutman's the guy. And right now he's lumped, uh, right with commit and ADP at, at tight end 20 going right after Hooper and, uh, uh, Gronk. And like I said, commit right in that range. And yeah, only 16 targets last year, not a ton of tape on, um, Troutman. Only one went incomplete though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm going to assume it was Taysom Hill's fault on that one. So <laughs> that's safe. I don't know. He's the starting tight end for the Saints who have 
historically utilized their tight ends in that yeah. offense. There's question marks at quarterback, but I don't. There, there's a tight end twelve, tight end fifteen upside with Troutman if he sees the eighty hundred targets requisite requisite of uh, getting you there. So I got my eye on Adam Troutman in late rounds too. If you're again either going to just back up a, an elite tight end or if you're just going to dumpster dive and you know hoard three of these guys in the late teens, early twenties. Troutman's a guy to keep your eye on, but uh, I got to finish this by saying keep your eye on Dan Arnold more than Adam Troutman. <laughs> of course you do. Of Who's course going you. way later than both of these guys still? I don't get it, but someday the world will catch up. All right. Uh, his own teams don't catch, seem to don't seem to share that oh, thought as he's on his will, third team in three years. I will have my day. All right. Uh, I've got two guys that I think are very obvious, so I've left them to the end here. Uh, and I don't think you have any left. I think you're done. No. Am I right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think most people think like I do. By the way, ADP is the third round running back 17. It's almost impossible for a Chiefs running back to be as anemic of a fantasy producer as Clyde Edwards-Alaire was last year. He only scored in four games in the, during the regular season. He only topped 100 total yards twice, and that was week one and week three when we still thought he was going to be a top 10 running back. Mm-hmm. Weirdly underutilized in the passing game, despite being a very good pass-catching running back. He caught zero, one, or two passes in half of his games. That was disappointing. And then he battled injury and ended up missing a month of time at the end of the year, as people remembered, into the playoffs. So here's Kansas City. They were number one in offensive touchdowns two years ago. They were number eight last year. They're averaging 3.2 offensive touchdowns per game last year. 3.2. And as great as Patrick Mahomes is, if... If your offense is averaging 3.2 touchdowns per game, shouldn't one of those three go to your lead running back in a typical offense? One would think. One I, would think. I'm an, I was an English major, not great with math, but I, I think that math adds Doesn't up. Doesn't it so, feel about yeah. right? I mean, I know Mahomes is you know like three passing touchdowns a game, but even some of those should go to, should go to the running back too. So I think his diminutive side probably – diminutive size caps his upside for Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but it still feels like he's got room to improve on his ADP of RB17. And the last guy I'll mention is another one that's obvious that I think most people already think is going to be much better in year two, and that's Baltimore running back J.K. Dobbins because he was so good at the end of last year. Current ADP is round three, running back 15. Um, Dobbins' owner's frustrated with that split time between Ingram and Gus Edwards, but Ingram's gone, and they didn't replace him with anybody who's going to steal carries. It's going to be Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Gus Edwards, by the way, going really far too low, too. Um, last year's three-headed monsters down to a two-headed monster. That's you know We can manage that a little bit. Dobbins surged down the stretch of his rookie year, scoring in seven straight games, including the playoffs, to finish things up. And that's why he's being pressed up to the third round right now. When, uh, when he was given at least 13 carries last year, his average game, 93 rushing yards, one touchdown per game, and 6.6 yards per carry. Again, those are in games in which he had at least 13 carries. When you give J.K. Dobbins just the 13 carries, which isn't even close to like the 20 a lead back would get, he still produces gigantic numbers. So, you know, the Ravens are always going to be run heavy, um, and Lamar Jackson opens up a lot of things for his running backs. So, J.K. Dobbins, I know a lot of people are already on Alaire and Dobbins, and they barely warrant a mention here, but I still wanted to get them in. Yeah, and, and guys that people are on and names you probably didn't hear or you didn't hear in this podcast, like Jalen Hurts, C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Antonio Gibson, all yeah, second-year players. All could get better. Could get better. But they're but already they're, good. They're household names. Yeah, they're already right? good. So yep. we didn't really need to touch on them too Totally much. agree. And Tyler Johnson, I was hoping 
to mention Tyler Johnson, wide receiver for the Bucks. But they just re-signed Antonio Brown yeah, recently, so that makes it tough. Might have to wait another year for Tyler Johnson. Um, I thought about Damian Harris, yeah. uh, but that R- Ramondre uh, Stevenson, Stevenson is a real blocker yep. for him. I thought about Donovan Peoples Jones, the Cleveland wide receiver, uh, and mentioning him because he he did he did show some signs of life at the end of the year, but. It's. I don't know that he's. I don't think he does. Just doesn't get to get starters reps. I don't think. I, so. I got one more three named wide receiver, yeah. Antonio Gandy Golden. Yeah, yeah it's a Washington deep. team. Yeah, that's deep. He's uh he's got bumped down that depth chart pretty well. He did in the offseason. season. Ryan, we'll see though. Brian Fitzpatrick's going to help that whole offense. Uh, I'm excited. I, I don't like rooting for the Washington team, but that offense is going to be exciting. You just don't. I mean, it's one thing to say you don't want the good things to happen to their owner. I you know that fan base has been through the ringer, man. They de- oh, they deserve they deserve good things. Mm. You know they've had to live with Dan Snyder for twenty years as their owner. They deserve good things to happen. I used to live out there and I interacted with a lot of that fan base, so I beg to differ. <laughs> there's some good there's some good ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we encourage you to check out guillotineleagues.com, uh, where we are now forming guillotine leagues, and our associated podcast is called Chop. We will be into regular chop rotation for podcasting beginning next week, and we're looking forward to that. Um, and so we encourage you to join both of those. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast, listening along every week, spreading the message of Fantasy Football Weekly, and we'll talk to you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.